Rankings month rolls on with our 20 through number one running backs. So running backs week will conclude at the end of this episode. Where did Zeke show up? What do we think of Saquon Barkley? The top two. Who will they be? You're about to find out. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Run Up the Score. It's nice to be with you for the second time this week. It's Donald here with Scott. Hey. And Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, we are one, we are a couple of days now removed from running backs 40 through 21. Are you ready to apologize for how highly you ranked Rashad Penny? Not even close. No way. Man. He should be, All right, just he should be on check. today's episode. Yeah, no. Tom thinks he's a Thursday guy. Well, we're all Thursday guys now. That's right, baby. And the Thursday guys are the guys who we think you're going to really be able to depend upon uh, this year. Some some of the best shots that you can take on running backs are going to be in this episode. We've got a lot to get to, so I think we should just kind of get it rolling. we got no segments planned for this one. No, but definitely uh, if you haven't listened to 40 through 21, go back Yeah. And- Check those out. Yeah, for I was, sure. I was going to run it down, but I was like, no, like you should listen. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. You There's don't even some, need to know. Why would you run it down? You yeah, know? exactly. We only run it up. Here. Exactly. And it already happened. Way to go. So <laughs> you're on fire today. <laughs> and it already happened. So yeah. we don't even really have to talk <laughs> yeah, about it. Because about. it happened. Yeah. All right. Number 20, Jay escapes Adam Gase's tyrannical run <laughs> in, my, in Miami, gets shipped up to Philadelphia and... For being such a me-first guy and demanding to run the ball more after a season where he produced three 200-yard games and then suspiciously got 15 carries a game, yep. he wins a Super Bowl. So who's laughing now? JJ. Yeah, it's got. I be like awesome. him a lot coming into this year. Uh, I think he's going to be more comfortable. Garrett Blunt leaves. That leaves a big hole in the uh, goal line to be ground had. game. And one of the reasons I like a Jai, like yes, Carson Wentz should be back, but. I don't think they're going to be asking him to be, you know, Aaron Rodgers Jr., which is what he looked like during his MVP candidacy last year. So if they're going to ease him back into it, that's going to mean that they're going to lean on Ajay. And Ajay was their finisher when they were blowing teams out in the playoffs last year. And I really liked seeing that because I think the Eagles, with the additions that they made on defense, getting Haloti Nada and just kind of really just keeping that group together with the addition of Nada... Like, I think they're in a really great spot. I think they're going to dominate teams this year, and that means that there's going to be a lot of opportunity for J.H.I. to just salt teams away, getting four and a half yards of carry. Of course, with the uh, the exodus of LeGarrette Blunt, that opens up the red zone quite a bit for him. Corey Clement, Darren Sproles, um, though they could have success in the red zone, I think it'd be more likely through the air. For sure. Um, he's definitely going to get the plunges, as we like to call them, the oh, one, yeah. the two, the three yards out. And he's a tough runner, so there's no reason to believe that he can't get them. I like him a lot this year. He's still young. Currently, he's 24 years old. Don't know when his birthday is. Sorry, J.H.I., bad friend. <laughs> but, I mean, the the opportunity's there. You, you mentioned that he'll probably have positive game scripts. And more than likely, that's enough for me. Yeah, yeah he's going to have great game script. Exactly. That's, that is awesome. For me, I'm a little nervous uh, with Doug Peterson. He Rightfully likes to, so. He likes to rotate these guys in and out. Too much for us fantasy fans. You know, we like the guys that just stay in there and play every down. He's not. You're not getting that with a Jai. 
but I think his quality, you know, is just going to be so good. He might he might score ten touchdowns and and do it on you know eight hundred fifty yards. Yeah, and less than like two hundred carries. Even, yeah, or something his like ceiling that. is just very. His ceiling is RB one. Yeah, for not sure. like the RB. Well, I guess it could be, but his ceiling is 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 as an RB one in which he has finished there. Yeah, and if you go, there's a stairway to RB one talent. Yeah, yeah, I mean, let's think about where he was being drafted just a couple of years ago, back RB1. end of the first round, yeah. uh, beginning of the second round, and now you're getting him at a discount while he pretty much has the keys to the kitchen. Yep. Absolutely. I like it a lot. Uh, we'll move on then to Joe Mixon. Tom, you mentioned you like Gio Bernard uh, in the last episode to see where Gio Bernard ranked. Again, you're going to have to go back and listen to Tuesday's episode, uh, but Mixon is going to be the lead dog in that backfield, and yep. that's a great spot for him because with without those concussion issues, I thought he was really putting it together towards the end of last season. He found a nose for the end zone. He was scoring on some tough plays, diving in, diving over, yep. and you know just putting it all together. He can get it done out of the backfield. He was having he ripped off a couple of sixty yard catches last year. I really like this guy coming into last year, and there's nothing to dissuade me from taking him even higher than I got him last year this season. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that was well put, and he's uh. You know, he's on the path to getting more carries throughout the entire season. I think that the reason that he didn't really break out too early is just off of opportunity. He didn't really get that early in the season. They were pathetic right. to they were start horrible. it off. So he didn't have the full exposure. Granted, he was active for that first uh, you know, first half of the season. Right. But he and then had he to gets sh- hurt at the tail end. Yeah, too. he had to shake Jeremy Hill, you know, he had to do all those things, and then he gets hurt. So his numbers for like games played or points per game, fantasy points per game, they're not totally accurate. That's yeah. why I think that he's due for an improvement across the board right, yep. because of he's just going to have that longer exposure. And I, the same way that I liked Gio Bernard, all those same reasons apply for Joe Mixon. And the only things I left out were those coaching changes where they've committed to him. And I think that the offense will be back in a better place, especially with guys like Tyler Eifert potentially uh, having a comeback season of his own. Yeah. I think a lot of people will be surprised to know that the second highest running back on our countdown is Ronald Jones. But I think rookie, we are... Rookie, right? Second highest rookie, I'm sorry. Yeah. A I lot of people would be shocked a lot that we have him at number two. We're skipping and all we're the other skipping <laughs> all the way up to number two. Yeah, that would have That would, that would be the more shocking thing. Yeah. This episode is five minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> First um, time and only time ever. I can't believe I forgot to just say the word rookie. Yeah, but anyway, know, things happen. the second highest rookie that we have is Ronald Jones. He got Not drafted me. by the Bucks. Not, Not for Tom. Tom. But for most of the uh, level-headed people on this podcast, <laughs> uh, Ronald Jones takes the cake. He's going to be the Bucks' lead running back. He is vastly more talented than the than Charles Sims and Peyton Barber. So yes. I can't imagine, even if it starts as a committee, I can't imagine it staying that way for very long. As long as Ronald Jones is able to prove himself between the tackles, which is what the Bucks just did not have last year. Ronald Jones has a great opportunity for himself. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to be great. Obviously, I've been singing his praises the whole time. And, you know, Peyton Barber's going to do the some of the dirty work early, I think. But once Jones is able to prove that he's like a three-down type of back, they're just going to move him fully because of his ability to really like hit that home run type of play, have that really long run, make that really long, long reception. And, 
he's a matchup nightmare too, just off his speed and his ability to just run between the tackles is just going to be something that adds to him and just keeps him on the field, I think, for too long for him to be outside of the top 20. And I know he could, I think he could easily be an RB1 this year. Yeah, and I don't disagree. To clarify, I just don't have him as the highest uh, rookie assignment. Tom had him at 21, I think, right? Yeah. It was like Royce yeah. Freeman was ahead of him. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Uh, so I have him pretty high. The only thing that knocks him uh, is not ability, it's opportunity. I think that Charles Sims will still get a lot of third down work, which and, is interesting. And in PPR formats, you know, he takes a knock on that. For yeah. sure. Uh, he Charles Sims has just been in that offense for so long. Yeah. He's actually been really effective. Not that I'm saying draft Charles Sims or anything, but there's always a point in the season where I'm like, maybe I should be adding Charles Sims. Yeah. And I just don't think that you know one draft pick changes that all. Yeah. But it might in the future. So right. he's got high prospects, and I think he's very talented. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to hear what the case against Kenyon Drake is. He's our number 17 running back. Personally, I think he should be higher. Well, where'd Scott, you rank him? I Let me take a look real Let's quick. Let's see. Well, I think the reason that why I ranked him a little lower to keep the conversation going yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> is because... Um, I didn't expect Don to go radio silent. <laughs> yeah, it's because of uh, uh, old man Frank Gore. You know, he's going to get touches. It's I not have, like he's going to... Go ahead. I have Frank. I have Kenyon Drake fourteen. Scott, you have him eighteen. Tom has him twenty fifth. Ooh, twenty fifth yeah. is, is a little rough. That's, that's a little it. rough. I could oh, be convinced to move him up because I was about been, to sing his praises. Would it have been? Is it only because of Frank Gore that you guys lowered him that low? Because I feel like there's no way with the way he played down the stretch last year that he's not top fifteen. I don't. I don't love Tannehill either. Okay. And I don't love the fact that they don't have Jarvis. There's just a lot, you know, kind of going wrong for them. But it kind of it kind of leads to. Them playing in a lot of blowout games, yeah. and him getting a lot of exposure on the field. So I think I think where I have him ranked is pretty fair. You know, it's not terrible. He's a he's a good RB two is what yeah. I have him ranked as. You know, so um, but I just think he's a little capped by the rest of his team. Okay, Which, I just think it's a deep year. I'm looking at these rankings, and I don't I don't really regret it. Yeah, um, I've got a lot of good guys ahead of him. I have Darius Geis ahead of him. I have Lamar Miller ahead of him. You know, guys that we've been. Singing their praises <laughs> equally, yeah. So it, it's hard to say. I the the thing that works for him obviously is PPR and full point PPR. I think I'd have him a lot higher because I just expect the team to be so bad. Yeah, they yeah. they lost a lot of the games where he was their only running back in town, and he got a lot of catches in those games. Yeah, in garbage time. So that's the thing is they're going to be so bad. So it's hard to be like, oh, I love a running back on a bad team. Yeah. And it was almost like they kept the fact that Kenyon Drake was good at catching out of the backfield in their back pocket for when they were getting blown out because you'd see it and, and I would I would watch him because I had him in one of my leagues where I was threatening to win a championship and I thought that Kenyon Drake was going to be that guy for me and I was like man like it's the third quarter how does Kenyon Drake only have one catch and then he'd get like five on their last yeah. two drives combined and I'd be like okay like, well even fine. early on when um when they traded a guy they didn't just go to him right away they right. threw in damian williams and he got, got hurt. a lot of passes too and then and then it, that he had to get hurt and all those things had to come together to, for them to realize like wow we got a stud on our team yeah <laughs> and uh not to mention you know i gotta mention more likely kalen balage arizona right. state oh yeah he's yeah. a big boy he threatens to take away the touchdowns from Frank Gore. He threatens to take away the touchdowns from Kenyon Drake. And if he just gets involved at all, now we're looking at a bona fide three-headed monster. Yep. So that that is uh, all of my thinking about yeah. Kenyon Drake. And I still have him almost as an RB2. Yeah. So I do believe in him. It's just that there's a lot to uh, 
yeah to sift through and you can't count out the sun devil playing in sun life stadium that's right a lot of a lot of sun there. a lot of factors (laughs) he's a big boy yeah oh yeah speaking of big boys derrick henry's our number 16 (laughs) oh what a transition i have seen rankings that have derrick henry outside of rb2 range and quite frankly i'm offended I think Derek should be too. Yeah, he's about to rip off a ton of touchdowns this year. Yeah, he, like, and that's the big draw with him. Like, he is going to score a lot of touchdowns. He's a big boy. Yeah. Yes. He, and we like our boys big. Yeah, yes, especially when they're down on the goal line. Yeah. The, I mean, the guy who scores. Uh, I mean, I don't have to tell you this if you're listening to a fantasy football podcast. But the guy who scores touchdowns tends to have a lot of value. That's the guy you want on your team. He's a guy that they were using in the fourth quarter when they were up. And just ripping off long touchdowns. Oh, I think guy, he had the seventy-seven yarder that ended the Seahawks. He right? had most. He had double. Like I don't want. There's no term for it. He had two gigantic ripped-off plays at the end of games to right. just yeah. bury teams, nail in the coffin. Kind One of was guy. against the Chiefs in the playoffs. And if you're gonna suspect that the Titans are gonna improve at all, they're gonna win some games, which. I know they stunk, but they won some games. They, made the playoffs. they went to the playoffs. And we so, said they stunk every single week, but they were there. When you have those positive game scripts and you get Last a running back so who can put the nail in the coffin in such an absolute fashion, yep. uh, I think that's why I'm obsessed with this guy. I've got yes. him pretty high. And, you know, I think the price is right on him. Yeah. I expected. I, I think the price is perfect. Yeah, Deion Lewis is going to eat in. Well, sure. I, I, I did yeah, want to mention him because fine. we can't talk fine. about Henry without talking that, about Lewis. That's the, that's the difference is that it's okay. You know, Henry yeah. isn't going to be – you don't need him getting all these, you know, all the carries, all the catches. Of course, you want that volume, but over the course of a season, that's going to wear down a guy that big. Yeah. You need Deion Lewis to mix in, and this offense is not just going to be this – you know, use one running back. They're going to use both running backs, but they're going to use them as, you know, they're going to use Deion Lewis as more of a receiver type of guy. They're going to use more plays out of the backfield and then use play action. So their offense is going to be structured off of Derrick Henry, Deion Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, And to have a guy who's effective and can keep Derrick Henry, you know, engaged, well, not even engaged, just like, He's got, let's say he's a video game and he's got like HP. Yeah. He's going to have a ton left in the tank for when he's putting the nail in the coffin. And yes. that's the thing that I really wanted to bring it back to is he's he's going to stay energized. He's going to be like the Energizer Bunny out there. Oh, yeah. He's going to keep going and going. He's the new Marshawn Lynch. Yes. When you run into someone over and, and over and, and over. <laughs> you don't want to tackle Derrick Henry. No. Is he's there a, a central theme boy. to Derrick Henry's analysis? Draft him. Uh, that he's a big boy. <laughs> Run through a dude's face. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to number 15. I a guy like that PG-13. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> I teach children. Um, <laughs> number 15, we got Jarek McKinnon. I had him at 18. I, like, I, I, I mean, no disrespect by that, but I love where we have him right now because I think he's right in that range of RB2 who could easily blow up and be an RB1. We talked about the upside for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that upside is almost matched by the upside of Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. Kyle I mean, Shanahan wanted to go out and get this guy to be the centerpiece running back of this offense. You know, I, I think he can do a lot more than he ever showed at Minnesota than Minnesota ever gave him the opportunity to do. I love the spot with he lands in with a team on the rise. Giddy up. It's a it's a tough one because, you know, he's we have him. He's probably the, one of the highest ranked guys we have that isn't going to demand that 250 carries. You know, him and like you know maybe maybe another guy or two as we move up. We'll see. But um, 
it's just tough to to rank them as an RB1. So I think we have them ranked perfectly right now where he could easily explode. But what I think is going to happen is he's going to end up in where he's getting probably 10 to 15 carries and getting catches. So he's going to be putting out steady high-end yeah. RB2, fringe RB1 numbers weekly, it's even without touchdowns. It's not necessarily the rushing attempts that's going to keep him afloat in fantasy and especially in these PPR formats that you know we're ranking and exactly. we play in. Um, he's going to have so many total touches yes, when you get him out exactly. of the backfield because that is really where he's so dangerous. But like you guys said, they targeted him. They want him. They signed him for four years. Yep. And they gave him the big money, folks. I think it was $45 million. Uh, It's a little less than that. It might be... Uh, for me, I've got 36.9 okay, on yeah, my end. Okay. Yeah, but that puts him in That's like the top 10. Still $9 million 10. a year. That puts him as a top 10 paid running back. back. So yeah, in the league, Le'Veon Bell would like a word. You, yeah. You're going to see this guy get the ball a ton. I actually put their money where my mouth is, and I have him <laughs> at RB12. Right. I you like that a right lot, there. too. I, I think anywhere from 10 to 20, I think, is a good spot to rank Jarek McKinnon because... Like he should be a guy that everybody's targeting because he's right after that quote unquote second wave of running backs. And I think he's got the biggest burst potential out of those, out of this, out of that third tier, which we're in right now. I do want to say if I'm going to invest in him in my fantasy lineup and in my draft day stuff, I'm going to try to get Matt Breda as well. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, you hear him compared to Tevin Coleman a lot. He's not like the biggest guy out there. He's a little undersized for the position, maybe by about 10 pounds or so. Uh, which, you know, doesn't bode well statistically over the long run in the NFL, but they like this guy, and it's good to have someone else who's going to take some touches away from him. Yeah, in his long, uh, you know, in his overall prospects for sure. So yeah. I would like to handcuff this guy. He Maybe hasn't exactly been the healthiest either, McKinnon. So it no. would be nice to to have that assurance on draft yeah. day. Yeah. All right, Christian McCaffrey, number fourteen. Love him. I was this the was best. a guy I was very cautious about. I'm not anymore. I've seen enough. I know what he can do. I've seen him finish as a running back too. Last season, I've got him at the high end RB2 this season at number 15. Um, Scott, you have him at number four, uh, number 12, I think it is. Sorry, 13. And Tom, you have him at 15 as well. So we're all right in the same spot mm-hmm. with this guy. Not quite a top tier running back yet. Could certainly get there depending on how the carry distribution goes between him and CJ. But they have him in a perfect spot, and I think they really figured out what they want Christian McCaffrey to do by the end of last season. Yeah, and I think it's only going to lead to expansion upon that. You know, like last year, where they got him to at the end of last year was like, okay, this is what we'll be getting from you every week. Now let's expand upon that more. So it's only going to get better for Christian McCaffrey as he moves forward in his career, in my opinion. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, the the carries aren't going to be there again. No. CJ Anderson's going to get the carries. Cam Newton is going to get the carries. You know, these guys are going to be the ones, but he had 80 receptions last year, and in some games you watched it and you were like, where is Christian McCaffrey this game? And I don't think that that's going to happen in any game this year because he'll have Olsen there to to help him out, DJ Moore on the outside now with Funches, so that offense is coming together, and I think he's going to get close to 100 catches this year. I like it. Yeah, I like what you said about the other positions, right? So it's not like... We expect these guys to take targets away from him, Not even though we do associate the tight end with the pass catching running back all the time. It's Not in that, that offense. Those though. two guys are such focal points of it that yeah. they're the first read instead of the last read. That's right. For the plays that get called for them. And a lot of offenses just take off when you have everything in its rightful place. So, I mean, they weren't the offense that we've seen them. Ca- 
capable of being the Panthers, you know, last year. Yep. But I think they can return to form. I think it's a good down year on Cam Newton. If he if he slips, you know, yep. I could be interested. Yeah. But uh, Christian McCaffrey right around there, and especially in full-point PPR, he was an RB1 in full-point PPR. Yeah, he was. Just on catches alone. So his his floor is it's so yeah, safe. Yeah, and like I said, even last year, even while you were watching the games, you know, he didn't score a touchdown until I think maybe week five or six right. last year. So, like, it took so it felt like it took so long for him to come on last year, and he was still an RB one in full PBR. He was still a fringe RB one in half point. So it's like he's an insanely high floor candidate. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's move on to number thirteen, a guy that we've loved for years now, and I have him fourteen. Scott, you have him fourteen. Tom, you have him fourteen. I have him twelve. Devonte Freeman, our consensus thirteen. I think we're all there. I mean, he's been consistent now for four years in a row. Yes. He's been an RB1 fringe guy, RB high RB2 type guy, finishing every Had all the last Had a tough year with years. injuries last year, but, you know, you, but I just gave love you the way vintage, he runs. Yeah, still gave you those vintage Devontae Freeman uh, performances as well in spite of the injuries. We think it's a big bounce back year for yes, the Atlanta definitely. offense. So. I think this is a great year that you can buy pretty low on Devontae Freeman. We've seen him go back end second round, which is the lowest he's gone in a little while. Yeah, for So sure. I like that value for him, especially if I end up going wide receiver early um, in the draft this year. I like him as a, as a bounce back guy, both bouncing back from not taking a running back in the first round and his performance bouncing back to what it's been in the past. Yeah, yeah. my reasoning exactly. This is the only season in his career, which, you know, it's three years um, that he hasn't been over ten touchdowns. Yeah. So yeah. his wow. ADP is going to go down a little bit and reflect that, but that's also because he only played fourteen games. Right. Uh, but that's also, you know, I say that to say that he has some concussion issues, and right. when he gets one, he sits out for two weeks. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a precarious uh, decision to make him your your go to guy. You know, you can lose him at a moment's notice, and. This NFL, the refs know who the guys are that have these sort of troubles. Yeah. And, and if he gets his bell rung, he's going to get tested on the sideline. There's no doubt about it. I yeah. think some of that injury, you know, that injury kind of history and, and problems. And, and also my, I just, I have a good feeling about Tevin Coleman this year, which makes me feel a little lower on, on Freeman than I normally am. It makes me feel like if I'm, if I'm getting Freeman, I want to have, like I want him to be my RB two, yeah, and have two studs, and have okay. him be my second one. So when he has those troubles, when he's you know, um, you know, when he's hurt or you've going got, through concussions, you've got a rock somewhere else. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I think a zero. If you're going zero WR, your second running back as Fonte Freeman, that ain't bad. No, not at all. All right, number twelve, Dalvin Cook. Starting running back of the ACL Recovery Club team. <laughs> uh, we love what we've seen. We've heard some really good reports about his performance at Vikings minicamp oh, yeah. over the past couple of weeks. Looks like he will be back. Injured week four, so he's had a lot of time to get back. And with the you know the updated NFL ACL recovery windows, it does seem like he may get some work in the preseason and possibly or definitely seems like he'll be ready week one, yeah, which it's... is awesome because he blew the doors off of the NFL in his first three weeks as an NFL running back. Yeah, he was incredible, and even in that, in, even in that fourth week, he w- he was doing work, and then yeah. he blew out his, his ACL in the middle of the game, which was incredibly unfortunate. You know the the concern here is that um, 
Latavius Murray is going to going to leech too much away from him, especially on the goal line. But you even saw Jarek McKinnon flirt with RB1 status last year, working in tandem with Latavius Murray. Yeah, he actually finished as an RB2 in half-point PPR, Jarek McKinnon, with all the things working against him. Right. You know, other people playing the position ahead of him for a quarter of the season where yeah. he was getting no work at all, then having to compete, and then ultimately stealing the job away. But even then, with all those things, he finishes an RB2. So there's room for multiple running backs in that system. Oh, yeah. It's a good team. It's a good defense. So running backs should flourish. And yeah. they got Kirk Cousins. Gets it done. We think the offense is going to be just where it was with Case Keenum, maybe a little higher this year. Um, you know, It's a great situation to be the starting running back, and that definitely looks like what Dalvin Cook is going to be in Minnesota uh, this season. Yeah. Number 11, Jordan Howard. I had him at 11. Scott, you had him at nine. Tom, you had him at 13. I think we're all right around the same spot for him. Um, yeah, for sure. He finished strong. He had some really good games despite a really bad game plan on a weekly basis from Chicago. Um, you know, their home games, that defense was lights out, which led to a lot of big home performances from Jordan Howard. Right. We think Matt Nagy is going to be the next step in unlocking that offense. So that could may- mean a lot of opportunity for Jordan Howard this year. Yeah, you mentioned a lot of things that... Um, will go against what I'm about to say, but I like that you said them because you can buy into the new stuff or you can read what just happened last year, right? So it's got to be somewhere in the middle. For Um, sure. And I think Jordan Howard, they have their best interest in mind in using him a lot. I think he's really talented. But I say that to say, once again, um, last year he had a little bit of a consistency issue. He scored in only six games. And in three of them, he scored multiple times. So that kind of inflates his stat line at the end of the season. Whereas if you had him, you saw that he was up and down. Seems like a very frustrating guy last year. Yeah, he can be a very frustrating guy to own. And he's not a very consistent pass catcher. And you hear us banging on the Tariq Cohen drum all the time. And we will continue. Don't you worry about that. I think a lot of his inefficiency came from coaching. Yeah, that's that's why I like that Don brought it up. Because I don't want to just say oh jordan howard he's this he's that right i think a lot of the coaching had to do with it so for me the reason why i ranked him inside my top 10 was because he's had back-to-back seasons of over 1300 all-purpose yards and and eight touchdowns or more and if you have that in a uh uh fox what's his first name again john John Fox. fox in a john fox offense where and a rookie quarterback where the only thing that the other team knows that they're going to do is run the ball 25 times with Jordan Howard yeah. and punt then 25 times. When you go in and get a, Jordan you know, you get a new coach who apparently has a whole inventive scheme, especially you saw with, with Kansas City, you know, I, I just think that there's going to be more opportunity for Jordan Howard to yeah. actually succeed. The past couple of years, he's just been like damage control running. This yeah. year, this year he might actually have a chance to, you know, get out on the, on the right foot and and really put in some work. And There's for- a chance this is the lowest he's going to go for a while. Yeah. Yes. And don't forget, uh, he should have had, what was it? He had eight games where he scored? Six games where he scored. Six games. Should have been seven. Because but he, he dropped it. that game-winning touchdown week one against Atlanta. But yes. that's the thing. It's but like, that's the problem. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, he's so- not going to be a pass catcher. Yeah, I think um, that I think that in a in a standard league, he's definitely an RB one. Yeah, and in um you know in your PPR and half PPR, maybe he's maybe he's my guy that I that I teamed Devonte uh, Freeman with. Yeah, that's a nasty combo. Oh that's yeah, a nasty combo. We got another guy who's looking like he could end up being a part of a nasty combo at number ten, <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Uh, What's your least favorite flavor of combos? That's a nasty. Uh, combo. Oh wow. 
I don't know. I don't eat combos. The pizza ones I always thought were like kind of weird. Well, we are uh, we're pizza rich over here in the Northeast. We yeah. sure I are. bet yeah. people would be very offended to pizza insult the pizza as far as combo. pizza combo. Oh, that was yeah. a bad one. Well, I mean, some people probably think highly of the pizza combo. We, you know, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. My favorite you. combo is KFC Taco Bell restaurants. Okay, so oh, now nice. we're just changing yeah. combos. That here. for some reason share a bathroom. <laughs> Well, <laughs> they share. What do you? Why should they have two? I just, I just feel like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, Melvin Gordon. We like him and Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler kind of ate into Melvin Gordon by the end of the year, but by the time you got to the point where you understood that Austin Eckler was going to remain a thing, yeah, Melvin Gordon still gave you low end RB one, high end RB two value. That's why we've got him here. We like we. I think we moved him up from where we had him last year because of the improvements that the Chargers made to their offensive line. We think the Chargers' offense is geared for a run this year, and I think that all rides on Melvin Gordon being that steady force at running back. And everybody loves to nick him for his for his yards per carry, but he's still really good out of the backfield. And when they get him catching passes and getting into open space, that actually really helps his running a lot because he gets he just kind of has that. It's a swagger about him. Yeah, Yeah, and uh, I'm going to talk about it right now. I agree completely. And I think with the loss of Hunter Henry, uh, just because they, I mentioned this, that the tight end and the running backs who catch passes Mm -hmm. are linked a little bit because they're the final read. And I think that in an offense that passes so much with Phillip Rivers that he is actually going to be that final read. Even when it's not third down and Austin Eckler's in there, he's still going to catch the ball. Um, He's had more receptions every single year of his season. He's the fourth year on a 15th overall pick in the first round, of course. Um, So they have a high investment in him. They love the guy. And he scores 10-plus touchdowns every year, except the year that he decided to score zero. Zero. So we're past that though. But that oh, was we're like, way past. We're that way was a transition that. period. But that's what I'm Melvin. saying is he's gonna get you over ten touchdowns. That was Danny Woodhead too. So like yeah, Danny Woodhead deserved that those was touchdowns prime. more than actually Melvin Gordon. Danny Woodhead. Had, I was looking at stats today. Danny Woodhead Danny. had over a hundred targets that season. Yeah, it was amazing. I think yeah. it was almost 110. Prime, which is insane. One and that's uh, if you're gonna throw the ball to another guy in the same position 110 times, it's gonna it's, be harder for you, know, you to score. Yeah. yeah. Um, Austin Eckler, spoiler alert, not going to get 110 targets. No, no. Melvin Gordon flirting around that 50 number. Um, he's scoring out of the backfield. I think just because of that last read thing, Phillip Rivers, Chargers passing all the time. We're still yep. going to see him catching the ball, and we're still going to see him score 10-plus touchdowns. So I've got him high, guys. I've got him at RB7. Yeah, yeah, and I like it too because he has monster weeks. Like yes. some weeks he just goes buck wild. He got me the highest scoring player bonus in one of my leagues last year. Which was a payout. Yeah, and he and had, so and he had have leagues and like he had that, multiple, that's a good guy to keep in mind. He had multiple weeks like that too. Yeah. So a couple thirty burgers. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> awesome. That gets you into the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. For Absolutely. me, I, I like him a lot this year. Yeah. When I was leaving my house for work today, I told my dad that we were recording the running backs today. And he was like, You're gonna talk about my guy? And he was like, I was like, Who's your guy? He's like you know who my guy is. I was like, Saquon? He was like, oh, that's my guy. <laughs> and I was like, I think we'll have something up our sleeves for him. Saquon Barkley, number nine. There's going to be a lot of people in the fantasy world saying, oh, Saquon? That's my guy. That's my guy. Because <laughs> he's going to have a couple dandies of weeks, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he's he's going to have some 30 burgers. He's uh, I might be one of those people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another guy Tommy that I have, ranked, five. I have ranked, have him ranked really high. I think he's 
just a little bit more of a consistent option than some of these guys. Like uh, some guys that I'm fading now, if you're wondering why these guys are floating so high. Kareem Hunt, I think, is a little... When we talk about him, I'll get into why. But uh, Saquon Barkley, guys. You know, I'm a little bit of a man crush on Eli Manning this year. I think he's going to be a usable streamer. You're going to see him in my FanDuel lineups. We're going to be uh, making money hand over fist, people. Wrong. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But Saquon just offers this insane PPR floor where the Giants have always thrown little screen passes, little dumps, whatever. He's going to be the first down running back, second down running back, third down running back. The guy is going to need to play defense. The guy is going to touch the ball. He might need to throw it later. He's an over 300 touch lock. Yeah, yeah. with the talent that he's got, the age that he's got, and the weapons that the Giants truly do have, I think that offense is primed to be pretty good in fantasy. I just, like... I I'm, agree. I mean, if you think he's going to be an RB1, which pretty much everyone does, yep. you think uh, Evan Ingram's going to be a tight end one, and you think yep. Odell Beckham's going to be a wide receiver one, the lowest fantasy finish for a quarterback, not well, to go back to Eli Manning, yeah. with a one in each of those spots in the last like decade or something, yeah. is uh, QB14. So if you think Eli Manning's going to go out there... Time to test the hypothesis, Eli. If you think Eli Manning's going to go out there and create that, with each of those guys, they're all going to benefit. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Especially Saquon, I think, too. Yeah. And like you said, he's going to be just thrown into it, I think. Jonathan yeah. Stewart, who cares? No, There's yeah. no way he gets more than five or ten touches yeah. a game, and none of them will be impactful touches. And listen... This guy was a god in college. He was hurtling guys, landing on his feet, still running. You know, just like absolutely heroic performances week after week after week in college. That translates to the NFL, and I'm with you, Tom. I think he's going to have and a have hell of a rookie season. And have you seen those thighs, folks? Oh, man. There's some things you can't measure. No. I mean, with a tape measure, You can maybe. measure his thighs, yeah. I, with a yardstick, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But for fantasy football, I you know, that moves him up a slot for me. Those, yeah. those ham hocks. Yeah. That explains why you got him at five. I just think... He's squatting eight, <laughs> 900 pounds. Easy. Easy, I think. I just think... I got to ask him. Like, we had Zeke in the first round two years ago, and he worked out. We had Leonard Fournette in the back-end first round, high-end second round last year. He worked out. At some point, this draft a rookie and he's a first round fantasy pick the bubble's gonna burst it's it ain't no. gonna be with saquon oh okay <laughs> cool. it ain't gonna be saquon thank you i'm like we were about to just <laughs> i was so ready tee off i was gonna flip this table yeah. i was yeah i saw it in your eyes too like there was a fire burning but i was you know like it i as interested as i am just because like i'm very apprehensive about drafting rookie running backs especially as high as Fournette and Zeke have gone, you know, as an RB one, but man, like Scott, you're right. Like he was a god in college. How far back can he possibly fall in a draft? He won't. He won't leave the first round in any format. Well, that's what I mean. Is like I'm happy to take him if I'm drafting in the back end of the first. Maybe a two QB league, and I get lucky enough that people are taking, you know, the Odell Beckham's of the world, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. and I'm sitting at eight, nine, and Saquon comes up to me. How could you not? I'm not going, especially when you got a, another pick coming. I'm quick. not scrolling. No, you know, I'm not yeah. looking anywhere below him at yeah. that point. Yeah. So yeah. I think he's a gift to people in that range, and I think certainly a gift to Giants fans. I think where that range is is you know you feel kind of crappy about it, and if people are going to let you get away with this, then just do it all day. Oh yeah. 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 Um, Leonard Fournette is our number eight running back. Uh, Across big, the board. Big, oh, I was going to try to set this up as a joke. Go ahead. Say, Just, big moment of contention. We all have him at number eight. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, that's he's awesome. He was awesome last year. I love him because of his game script. Yeah. I don't think the Jags. I think this it's going to be business as last year for the Jags, yep. where they're just going to be steamrolling teams. They're de- they're going to lean on that defense. They're going to lean on Big Leonard to just steamroll through people. And late in games, he's just going to be churning down clock and eating it up against defenses that are tired. It's all and clock. worn down. And it's the other all thing, clock with him. Oh yeah. What I like about Fournette too, he got more <laughs> catches than people expected last year. That is true. And so and I think that in- that might be an increased thing for him this year. But. He played in less games, yep. so it's also like it looks like he got – well, so his his receptions or targets per game is actually a little higher than it would be if you just looked at his reception totals yeah. against people who played 16. Right. But once again, I say that to say that he did miss games. Right. So he's had a nagging foot injury all the way since college. Um, he's had some photo day blunders. <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes, he has. Um, but I think I mean, hopefully he learned his lesson from that yeah. one, um, and hopefully we can avoid the the foot plague that he's got going on. Yeah, yeah. Because if he does, he's in for a monster. Yeah. And I mean, he even did... if he hobbles out there, you start him. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think like he was huge for them in the playoffs against Pittsburgh, against New England. Like he played very well. So he kicked those foot issues that he had. So hopefully he's put them well behind him by now. Hopefully. And hopefully we get, you know, a full 16 of Fournette would be fantastic to oh, watch. Yeah. Number seven, old reliable. I talk, I said this about Drew Brees. I'm saying it about Shady. How many more years does the man have to do it before you trust him as an RB1? This dude is currently being drafted possibly as an RB2 or three right now. You are getting an Silly. insane bargain on him. Every single Rutz boy has him in our top 10. I have him at five. Scott, you have him at seven. Tom, you have him at 10. You know, five is high. Five is high. I believe him. There's respect in that ranking. (laughs) Hey, listen, he's still in Buffalo. Give me Shady in the snow. (laughs) With Farmer's Almanac predicts. No, I don't know. (laughs) You have to assume he is just going to soak up touches, though. Well, I mean, that's speaking of 300 touches. Yeah, it's just business as usual for him. Right. You know, he might. We said this before in another episode, and we were joking about it. He will miss two games. Yeah, <laughs> it won't be the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, it, you know what you're getting with him. It's hard for me to even, you know, parse it out. It's a, yeah, it's a constant at this point. Shady's yeah. gonna finish. You can go. He's not gonna be the guy who busts. No, in the no. top. No, Fifteen hundred yards between eight and twelve touchdowns. Misses two games. Uh, he could go lower on the touchdown. He could. Thing. But, but who um, do they have behind him? Chris Ivory now, but That's I don't right. think that he's going to be such a vulture. No. Um, but no, Shady's a team player in that backfield. He's not He's not concerned with fantasy at all. And he's no. an equal opportunity offender. He will cook anybody yes. on the field. Anyone can get the sauce. Yes. And they will this year. It'll be tougher for him because the quarterback situation is going to be horrible. But, you know, it's been tough for him in Buffalo, and he's still yeah. got it done. So there's no reason not to trust him. We've officially entered the two running backs where I think we see the – effect of Tom going Saquon at five. Uh, we've got Kareem Hunt next. Scott, you and I had him at six. Tom, you had him at nine. Yeah, I like that I get the blame after we just had Don who put LaShawn McCoy at five. five. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. As uh, soon as I can skirt we Tom just, onto somebody else. We just look at where now Tom has just screwed this whole thing up. <laughs> we had a great Pay thing no going. attention to the man behind the curtain. The man currently speaking. Uh, but no, I mean, Kareem Hunt, fantastic year. Everybody kind of identified him as the blow-up guy. And then Spencer Ware went down in the very beginning of the year with an ACL injury. And it was on. Kareem Hunt's ADP went from like 
sleeper in the 10th to RB2 in the 4th, and it paid off, which was was an incredible story. He was a league winner. He was a fantasy MVP candidate for much of the season. Started strong, lulled in the middle, finished very strong, and just has you know has the look yeah. of a guy who's got great prospects I think he's for still going to be really involved too you know like I don't see any reason that Spencer Ware can come in off a torn ACL and take work from him so he should be deeply entrenched in the same role as last year if you believe in Pat Mahomes at all you should believe in Kareem Hunt as an RB1 yep. it was quite the lull though yes uh, and he went a long time without scoring a touchdown nine weeks to be exact there oh Donnie yeah nine Weeks. Nine, Nine lonesome times. weeks. Nine long weeks <laughs> where you thought you had your ticket to the playoffs punched and then, you know, then you, you lost might not have made it at all. Yeah. And I don't forget that. No, no. I barely, I think I owned him in one league, but I mean, I don't forget that I saw that People happening. People don't forget. And I'm a little worried. When I said this last year when we were ranking running backs and Spencer Ware was healthy and it was in support of Kareem Hunt that – the Chiefs running back is very seldom to go wire to wire yeah. over the last few years. You, yeah. know, you can rattle them off. Jamal Charles, Spencer Ware, Charkandrick West, even more. Priest Kareem Holmes, Hunt. Larry Johnson. Niall Davis. Niall Davis. You got to own him too. Spend it up on the waiver wire for that guy when oh, Jamal yeah. goes down. But here's the thing. It's the same people calling the plays. It's, it's, it's Andy Reid. And when they went back to Kareem Hunt, that was not Andy Reid calling the plays. And That's he's true. now gone. So it is back to Andy Reid, who ignored this man for nine weeks. But their new offensive coordinator. And this team doing it. <laughs> and he tanked, guys. So what I'm saying is, is it's not without risk to draft Kareem Hunt. It might seem like a brainless decision. Oh, yeah, this guy had the most yards uh, rushing last year. Well, I, I don't think anyone is going to put that. He's uh, going to make that. That's make a great story in put itself, though. him above guys like the next guys we're going to talk about. They're all going to outrush him. That is a great story, though, with the Kareem Hunt rushing title. They put him in on the 35-yard line, and he scores on first and 10. Yeah. To get the rushing title, they pull him right after that, and that was how he got the – I thought that was cool. I mean, it it definitely is. (laughs) One more thing, too. The Chiefs knew – uh, offensive coordinator was their former running backs coach. That is true. Who, if you remember, Catch had a breath. very funny line. <laughs> yeah, in and the it, first game, and when I brought he had it up. His outburst. I brought it up to bang on the drum for Kareem Hunt. Yes, in the offseason, it was uh, "Catch your breath," because we about to feed your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and they certainly did in the rest of that game and for the rest of the season, uh, despite the nine touchdown, the nine week touchdown lull. Number yeah, five, but they also had to feed him because there wasn't. Uh, yeah, Spencer Ware. So. Right. Number five, this guy did not have a nine-week touchdown well, and he ain't going to have one this year. Might be my current favorite player in the NFL, Alvin Kamara. Rogers Surprisingly, though, somewhere. I have him lowest out of all of us. Yeah, you I have him seven. Him. Scott, you had him five. Tom, you had him four. I'm perfectly okay with him being five. I just think that, you know, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna go nuts while Ingram's out. I really do. And while but Ingram's I think when there. Ingram comes back, I think it's he's gonna pull back a little bit and. You know, we'll see where he ends up landing, but I think he's a shoe in What he did last year, he was a revolution. To me, he was so good last year that there's a chance that Ingram <laughs> doesn't play that much when he comes back. 
where it's just like, we have Alvin Kamara. Why would we even put you on the field? He had 1,500 yards and over 10 touchdowns on the least amount of touches to, for anyone to ever do that ever. And Taking like, yards it, a touch he had. Taking and I, kickoffs to the house as yeah. well. Doing whatever to the house. Whatever Anything. he wanted. Just give me the ball. He was a real estate agent with how many... Things he was taking to the house. <laughs> he was a pizza. He was a touchdown delivery boy. Yes, he was. That's that's nice too. And now but, I've been one up. And now he's and now he's cut loose for the first four weeks without Mark Ingram there. And yeah, some some guy will get some carries too, but it won't matter. Hey Alvin, this is this is the Camara show, baby. Alvin, catch your breath. Oh yeah, because they about to, to feed his ass. ass. Oh yeah, and he's he's cruising in yeah. those four weeks. He's he'll cruise to the top. To the top five in running backs just off those four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't think he'll really leave it, to be no, honest. No. Um, and with Drew Brees at the helm, perfectly adept to pass to someone out of the backfield, I just don't see how he slows down with more opportunity. I know that he won't be on the same pace. So yeah. to say that his... He's not going to keep his yards per touch record in, no. <laughs> intact. Let's, let's say so. let's say he will he will decelerate a little bit. It won't be the same acceleration, right? But he will still have a high around. Think I might be mixing this up. Velocity and acceleration is the is the metaphor I'm trying to prove. I here. graduated so, high school a long time ago. <laughs> his acceleration will go down, but his velocity will still be okay. Of a high caliber. Sure, he's still going to be out there world beating. Yeah, we're oh, a long yeah. way from high school physics, Tom. Um, well, some of what us I love uh, about took Kamara it in college and don't go. remember the difference between acceleration <laughs> and velocity. Um, and you fly planes for a living. No, um, I don't fly. Sorry. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, what I love about him, the first guy never takes him down. Ever. Yeah. The first guy never gets Alvin Kamara wrapped up. No. Number four, we could have said the same thing about this guy two years ago. The NFL wrapped him up in some controversy through all of last season. He's coming back with a fresh mind, hopefully fresh legs, and a fresh stomach ready to I was spoon say feed fresh himself stomach. some cereals. Ezekiel Elliott. Love Giddy it. up. I'm pumped for The Cowboys have no receivers. I know Tom's they still not have that excited. line. I think I'm I think in. What do I have him at? You, Tom, you have him at six. Scott and I both have him at three. Yeah, I'm such a criminal for putting Zeke at six. Sad. Disrespect. I, I just have, you know, a couple studs ahead of him. Yeah. He's still in the stud category. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Um, but I think that I will I will scroll a little bit if Zeke is the best player available yep. to me. Uh, I don't think he has the PPR chops that some of these other guys do. Fair. I think he has chops in that respect. But when they want to give the well, ball... Well, he does to, the karate chop when he gets the first down. <laughs> when they want to give the ball to Tavon Austin out of the backfield and they're so vocal about it already. Yeah, they I don't think, have to, though. They don't have to, but I think they're going to. And they're... and. I think when they had such success with Zeke is when the team was on fire. Yes. yes. They were controlling the clock. They were, you know, just draining the other team via Zeke. Yes. I don't think they'll be able to do that as well this year. They don't have much of receiving threats. They're going to get the box loaded on Zeke all the time. And I think they're actually going to be behind, which is going to take him off the field. That being said, I have him at running back six. I think he's insanely good. I think he's a yeah. great talent. And a running back heavy year, running back six is a little bit different this year than running back six even, you know, two, three years ago. Yeah. And, you know, I love the guy. Yeah. I might rock some belly shirts this year. <laughs> For me, you know, I just think that, you know, that line is still intact. Yep. And that's and that's the most important part for Zeke, obviously. Oh, yeah. If he can get to that second level, then he's, you know, it's just good night. It I can think, come at me, anyone else. I think his yeah. year is going to be a, a series of snowballing 
or not, right? So yeah. like if they get out ahead and he might be able to snowball, he might be able to put out his 20-point performances yeah. right there because they're going to try to do that same thing. But if they can't... He might have some single-digit turrets. It'll be tough sledding. Yeah. Ah, go. nice. <laughs> Number three, David Johnson. Um, coming off an injury from last year, but it was Clearly a break, we don't which care. was no, well, it was a break. It wasn't like ligament it damage. It's arm. something that was just, his wrist. Yeah. yeah. It was his wrist. Yeah. Um, it was his spiking hand. Yeah. He's going to be fine. Um, but I, I think it's all systems go. I think they've got, you know, Sam Bradford is a great check down guy. We talked about it with Alex Smith. Like I think David Johnson's passing game numbers may go up this year. I mean, which it, would be insane. He's yeah. still eyeing that ago. 1,000 receiving, 1,000 rushing. And he, he might get it, man. He really might. Um, I love this guy. They're, they're built to to funnel the ball to him. I think everybody knows it, and I don't think anybody can stop it. So no. why not Zeke, third running back? <laughs> DJ. David Johnson. I said Zeke, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you sure did. But. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So David Johnson. I have no fear three. associated with this guy. No, uh, no. A lot of the time when someone misses an entire season like this, I love to just keep my rhetoric the exact same yep. because I don't I don't want to fall into these injury pitfalls and miss value, right? So like For sure. he was the 101 to me last year, unmovable. Yep. You couldn't yeah. convince me otherwise. And nope. it's tough to say that I have met three for that reason. Yeah. Like, I, I want to stick to my chops and I want to say – this guy's still the best option out there. But, I mean, it's a running back wealthy year. Yep. Yeah. And I is. don't think you can go wrong in the top three. A lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, you can't go wrong with Le'Veon Bell. You can't go wrong with Todd Gurley, whatever you want. Can't go wrong with I David think you Johnson can stick either. him right in that group. Agreed. And yeah. If you take the him, only reason people aren't saying that is because he missed all of last season. He was, with a wrist injury. Yeah. Let's go, people. And the He's year before that, he was the number one pro football focus rated wide receiver <laughs> playing running back. And was like you know top five at running back. He so he was like res- the best at two positions, he had and possibly the best, the best high like the best over analytical season ever. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was just mind blowing. Yeah, it, yeah, he was the Kamara that year. Right. Um, he had a better or he had more yard. Uh, of course, he graded out better. He was the best wide receiver right. at running back. Um, he had more receiving yards than Brandon Marshall that year. Yeah, who was still doing. Who had a great year that year? Uh, yeah. He had a down year. It was yeah, off. Yeah. You know. Independent of that, he yeah. should not be doing that, but he is. Yeah. This guy's a thousand yard receiver, so he's a like a wide receiver too. Yeah, and an RB one rolled yeah. into one. And the crazy thing is, like there are there are realities in draft rooms this summer where he could go in that five seven range. I know where you could have Gurley, Bell, Zeke. DeAndre Hopkins and Antonio Brown drafted before David Johnson. Kamara. Can you imagine having the sixth pick and having David Johnson available to you this year? I am right now, and it's glorious. <laughs> oh, my God. Giddy up. Number two, we all have him at two, Le'Veon Bell. Yes. And I wanted to have him at one. Yeah. If we're going to ignore David Johnson's wrist issues, we're going to ignore Le'Veon Bell's contract issues. He's going to be full systems go. He may start slow like he did last year, but by the end of the year, you're going to win games because you have Le'Veon Bell and the other guy doesn't. I'll yes. talk last to uh, to transition. Okay. I mean, there's not really much for me to say. I love Le'Veon. He gets the catches. He gets the carries. He does it all. He's changed the way that the running back position is played overall. He's awesome, man. With, He's it, with awesome. that patient And if you want to take him first over the guy who we're going to talk about in a little bit, you can. Yeah. You know, it's not crazy. No, not at or all. Or is it, Tom? Well, I wanted to, right? I wanted to put him at number one. I actually sent it in the doc as number one, and then I 
I scared. I got scared. I texted Scott. I said, you know, put Gurley back at one for me. Um, and the reason Spoilers. is, I <laughs> 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 oh dang, yeah, right. <laughs> Who? Oh, who's We've an example of someone that we could have <laughs> gone through thirty nine? <laughs> yeah. I haven't mentioned him yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it wasn't D'Angelo Henderson? <laughs> um, yeah. So. I, I was looking at the numbers, and I know that they both have these big games where they score two, three touchdowns, and it's just a weak winner for you, right? So I was going to say, you know, that's a tie. And then I was going to say, Le'Veon Bell gets so many more receptions that I bet that it actually takes him higher than Todd Gurley, even though Todd Gurley may have scored more touchdowns. Right. Um, I looked at the numbers over the past couple of years as well, ignoring Todd Gurley's pretty bad year and ignoring Le'Veon Bell's injury year, which are both concerns that you can take into consideration. Right. Um, it does not. Todd Gurley scores a lot. Yes, a lot of Too tons. much. I mean, even though Le'Veon Bell also scores a lot. Yeah. Todd Gurley scores so much more. And it's, it's insane to me to not value touchdowns with a defense like that. With a clock running ability for with an Todd offensive Gurley. line like that, exactly they've got it all outside receiver weapons like that. I mean, it's it, he's set up for success. Not that Le'Veon Bell isn't, but he's we number think two. Gurley's set up for just a little bit more at this point. Yeah, I just think time. you can't take the touchdowns away from no. Gurley, where you yeah. actually can take them away. And by the time we, from Le'Veon Bell, yeah, with Antonio yeah. Brown and, and Juju, yeah. And what I like is that you know you. You know exactly what you're going to get from Le'Veon, I think, at this point. Yeah. And I think Todd Gurley's still being uncovered a little bit. He he was barely a pass catcher until the latter part of last season, until they started targeting him double-digit times in games. Yep. You could have Todd Gurley out there getting you you know, double digit receptions next year in some games, apparently like, you know, that was, that actually happened against the Titans last year. So I think that they opened up a new level of Todd Gurley, which is just crazy. Yeah. I love it. And he's going to be awesome. And that's not to say that Le'Veon Bell doesn't rule. Oh, he rules. He, rules. he rules almost just as hard because he rules pretty hard. But the tuds speak yeah, volume. The tud man. But when tud Le'Veon Gurley. Bell scores, I gotta say it is a little bit more entertaining. Yeah, there's a, you in the on the celebration. There's yeah. a lot of fun to be had. Yeah, of course there will be a lot of fun to be had in the running back position this year. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed our rankings, even if you didn't agree with them. If you didn't agree with them, let us know. We're at RutzFF on Twitter. We're not going anywhere. We typically reply to every single tweet we get. Sometimes all three of us reply to the same tweet and overload you <laughs> because we don't check to make we're sure that, that somebody excited. else applied. But listen, that's that's what it's all about. That's what we're that's what we're doing here. That's what we want to do. We want to start conversation. We want to have conversations with you guys. At RutzFF is the place to do that. You can also reach out to Tom at HillierFF. Scott is at WagsFF. I am at Why So Serious. Rankings Month will continue next week. We will be doing the same thing we did with running backs with wide receivers. You're going to get the bottom half of our rankings on Tuesday. You're going to get the top half on Thursday. And you're going to get the J. Cole meme on Monday. Oh, on Twitter. you are getting the J. Cole and meme. And it's getting, it's, it's, there's going to be it's levels to it. Oh, yeah. It's getting real sloppy. I think it's very funny. Yep. Um, and that is provided that Dez does not find a home. Yes. Which at this point seems like a uh, foregone conclusion. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. No. Nah. He yet. knows we need We got another He knows we need the content. We got, he, he knows, he knows the J. Cole meme is at stake. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we will see everybody next week. Wide receiver ranking is going to be even more fun, I think. Yeah, until I think next time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, until yeah. next time. Yeah. Keep scoring. <laughs>